Welcome to the happiest podcast on earth. Job, everyone. What's up? And welcome to the happiest podcast on earth. In today's episode, we talk Pixar theory, fact or fiction. You decide. Make sure to visit our website, happiestpodcastonearth.com, for all of the latest merch, episodes, information, and more relating to the podcast. If you can't get enough of us, you can join us on Patreon via our website to become a part of our happiest fam on earth. For just a few dollars a month, your support on Patreon will get you a bunch of extra content, giveaways, live events, and more. So we hope to see you there soon. And of course, you can join us every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, where we talk to you all live on our Facebook page before we record our episodes. Now, with all that being said, let me introduce myself and your happiest podcast team for episode number 122. My name is Jarrett Fenema, and I am joined here today by Lauren Del Toro. Hey, y'all. AJ Mulholland. Hello, hello. Corey Benty. There he is, Andrew Bailey. What up? And Hunter Hazen. Hey, hey. <laughs> it gets worse. Every Why do you always always make fun of me? Up. Everybody else can just say whatever they want. I, don't I, don't know. Know. I wasn't gonna go on, on Hunter this time. I was perfectly? gonna go on Andrew. He sounded so sad. Hunter, I always yeah, make I guess you that to be like, too. Eh, like you used to. Well, someday not a lot of energy anymore. You get a hey hey. Some days you get a hey hey. You know what I mean? Hey. Have you got the doll yet? The plush doll that speaks? What? Oh yeah. Excuse have me. You got, Babu, the Babu. Have doll. you got the Babu toy yet? Target on on clearance. If anybody wants to send it to me, let I'm me somebody, know. Yeah, hey, I, I look. I bet you somebody will send it to you for sure. I know the Babu. Someone plush, send huh? Hunter a freaking Babu doll. Get the, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Babu doll. You're gonna I'll get t- like some a Barbie sized like little Babu doll. Ooh, I mean, it, it. As long as it says "Hey, hey," I think it does. All right. Sounds and good. then you just, and then when he introduces you every week, you just press that instead. <laughs> that, All right. That, it would sound a whole lot better. Tell me you're tired of hearing me talk without telling me you're tired of hearing me talk. <laughs> Three minutes of just trying to teach Hunter how to say his own phrase. What else has everybody got? Before we get into the super big news that we have going on here, I have a bone to pick. Um, oh, no. Specifically with Miss AJ Mulholland, because Wait, hey. I thought this was going to be about Jarrett. <laughs> no, no, no. Whoa, whoa! I've been waiting for this all day, all day. I've been holding this in. There was <clears throat> a baby hippo born yesterday, and you didn't want to tell me this. You're girl, freaking on that girl. safari every single day, and you I didn't, didn't even know there was a yesterday. pregnant hippo. You weren't going to tell me there was a hippo. I there was a baby hippo they born yesterday, and AJ's excuses. I didn't even know until yesterday. Well, because right. Aldo was trying to be I, like, I, I oh, why didn't you tell me you're there, you're there all day, every day? I didn't even know it was pregnant. I didn't know anything was going on until it was born. And today was actually my first day back on safaris in two weeks because I've been out. And I only saw the hippo like twice today, but it's the cutest thing ever. And I did think see, of you. See, you saw it. You didn't even like, hey, Lord, I saw the new baby hippo today. I, was I can't very text sad. I've been thinking about, been thinking about this all day long. I can't text and try. I've been holding on to this. This is why it was a surprise for you because I was holding pent up energy waiting to yell at you. (laughs) I love that. No, here's big misconception. Everyone thinks that because we work at safaris that we know everything and everything about the animals going on. We don't even know half their names. 
Like that's a whole nother department that deals with the animals specifically. I just sit there and tell people to look at them. Like, <laughs> I don't know anything. Like when the giraffe was born, I had no idea until it was born. I found out through Walt Disney World News today. So that was fun. But no, the baby hippos really- That's also how I found cute. out about the new hippo, so. Oh, I'm sorry you had to see it that way because we don't stand Walt Disney World News today. But mm. it was a good time. He's really cute. I love him. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say though because kind of just sat there being a big old lump today. Mm. Yeah, it's a little floaty boaty potato. Potato. Yeah, come to safaris and come say hi to me and the hippo. It'll be a good time. Awesome. All right. Little animal news. What else we got? Anybody? I thought Elda was going to pick a bone with Jarrett because we all know that Lauren's like the queen of Christmas and Jarrett over here is saying bah humbug to all of that and won't acknowledge the fact that Christmas would have been a whole other ranting. This could be a whole episode. Once today. (laughs) This could be the whole episode. But yes, Christmas news was announced. What tire, what dates the parties are going to start for Christmas. Yeah, it's later, right? I mean, Um, it's like right after Halloween. Usually it starts like November 3rd like they like start doing Christmas like stuff the first but like usually like the first Christmas party is like the third or something but that first weekend of December usually when it yeah like it was weird though because they were very very vague they didn't use the c word which was nice and for those of you thinking what I'm talking about I'm talking about the dreaded cavalcades everyone knows how you meant Christmas I did too I was like Oh, I was, I was like, thinking okay. of, I was going a whole nother level. Oh, oh boy. The dreaded JPEG. Just kidding. Um, but no, like, seriously, the like, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's they, it. they said characters, but I am now curious because with them not announcing cavalcades, I'm wondering if they're going to try to do Christmas parade. I don't I hope know. So. Maybe that's why they can figure it out. But also, if you're going to do that, then why would you even? I mean, you know what it probably is? They're probably going to charge out the you know what for it. And that's something else they didn't announce. They didn't announce price on it because, but they did change the name. It is now Disney Very Merry After Hours Special Ticketed Event. Like, I think that's the official name. It's got but a like, really good ring to it. Oh, I, you know what? I was I was talking to my friends about this, and I was like, "It is really weird that they they're not even trying. Yeah, like, they're not even trying to come with a different name because like, they had so many holiday things they could have done. Even for Halloween, why did they keep the names? And then everyone's well, just aware that this year's a little different, or like, well, here's my special thing. edition of Not So Scary. You know what I mean? Why change it completely? So with you changing the name. Now you're not upping the price for Mickey's Not So Scary. So the same thing with Halloween and now Christmas. The tickets almost doubled. For less time. Exactly. For less like less time, they almost doubled like what it act like the cost and stuff. So would you rather as a consumer hear, oh yeah, we've doubled the price of our not so scary Halloween party or Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party, or it's like, here's this new thing we're doing. It costs this now, but we never uh, had yeah. anything like this. As long as it's temporary, sure. And I don't think it will be. I don't think it will well, be. Then I'm Does anyone know if they're going to have dream lights or not? Because I could not find it. No, anything. no, they're done. Oh. They're, no, those were done. Like last year was the last year of them. They're done with the dream lights. What? And that's like another forever? thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, Why? yeah. 
because but they're the most beautiful part of Disney. Yeah, but they're co- they're cost inefficient. I don't like care. They are. They're yeah, beautiful. Okay, I'm sure you don't, but here's the thing is right now, Walt Disney want. World is at a crossroads to where, you know, for us and the listeners, uh, it's one of those things that we have become the Walmart park. I've been like kind of saying stuff like this for a while now, but we are officially the Walmart park and it doesn't matter what we want. We're like, everyone's still buying the tickets. Like I noticed that yesterday, like happily ever after I went, I went and watched it. There's still thousands upon thousands standing in the castle hub. They're waiting for the fireworks. They know they're getting less. I mean, I mean, you look at Hollywood studios, you've got three things right now, three just empty venues that hold a ton of people and People are still coming. They're they're not, you know, crying on their knees and begging for this, that, and the other to come back because at the end of the day, they're still paying for it. And that's all that they care about. That is why until consumers actually stop wanting to pay and stop wanting to deal with the crap that they're being given, and that's what it is, it's crap, they're not gonna, I mean, they're gonna keep doing it. Because why not? Like, why wouldn't they? From a business standpoint, you have got to understand that Disney is going to keep doing it because why not? It's the same thing we talked about last week with they're going to nickel and dime everything because there's always going to be someone who wants to pay. Exactly. Always. What Sorry. do you mean by Walmart, though? Isn't like we're getting cheap? Yeah, no, we are. Okay. We are. It's it's like, or cost. They've been doing that with merch for a while, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. If oh, I was yeah. in charge of merch, oh, guys, all this stuff is so cool. Oh, I don't know. Sorry, that was my whole rant. And I like, that was a rant. So I apologize to all of y'all listening. This is what happens when you talk Christmas music. Before Halloween, <laughs> that's bull crap. We were and talking that's what about happens. Halloween Ten too. Rant by Andrew. Okay, well, I would say that was a good rant. Corey, the only way I didn't jump in because I was being nice. The only way I'm going to allow this to even be on the episode, Corey, you had to play background Halloween music the entire time they were talking Christmas. You got just it, a man. teeny, just no. a faint, entire time, faint, just faint, very faint. But I want to hear Halloween. Okay, music. H. Mr. Grinch. I let you talk. I let you talk. And spells Halloween. Yeah, you can just hear it. I don't don't want that song. But on that note, I think we should move on to the star of the show. (laughs) The star of the show. All right. The star of the show. Oh, the star. The star star. of the show. Wait, let me go first. Let me go first. Do we not have big life updates? Yeah, we do. But let me go first and get the small stuff out of it. Nah, nothing really happened. Okay. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Corey. Oh, it's my turn. What happened? I don't, I don't know. know. Tell us. What happened? Weekend? What'd you do? Oh, oh just God. a normal week, huh? Oh, just a normal weekend. Uh, just putting rings on fingers mm. and stuff. That's right. Oh, that's of right. the diamond variety. Uh, that's right. That's right. If you if you've been on Instagram, which I know a lot of you have, because. A lot of you happen to like my picture with the ring more than Mel and more than Hunter with Sebastian. Not really saying oh, I was oh, counting oh, as well. Oh, I wasn't oh, counting oh, likes. I wasn't counting ground. likes, but this you know, guy's actually watching that. <laughs> I wanted that 600. We got it. I was excited. Oh, I was excited. Our no. fish are most like post ever. Yes. I, you know, it's look, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. I, who's counting? Baby? Who's counting? If I'm not hitting millions, like, if I'm not hitting, if I'm not hitting millions like AJ, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, we got engaged over the weekend. For those of you who don't know, Carmen was actually a fan 
a listener of the happiest podcast and that's how we met did i mention that i used the happiest podcast in the proposal you didn't tell us Corey. tell us so over the weekend uh we kind of went on a little first date scenario have you and i recorded a fake episode for the happiest podcast started off with happiest podcast on earth jumbo everybody the whole nine yards cast intros had a little story from mel about her new show and then it broke off and then all of a sudden all you heard was a little music playing in the background and a hey babe yeah this isn't a real episode but i'm pretty sure you already know what today is and then just gave her some i stepped out of the room while she was listening and had some instructions for her to go out to the backyard where her friend was waiting there with a camera and I followed behind her and told her to kind of turn around there at the end of the podcast recording. Really special, really special moment. Again, we met through the podcast. It was only right that I used the podcast and the engagement there. And even a little uh, Clarence stopped I by. About for a little say, Clarence. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. you better make the cut. She, Clarence, Clarence off your new marriage. <laughs> Clarence wasn't part of the proposal, but on oh. the car ride. Can Clarence officiate the wedding. <laughs> he, he might. He might. Uh, oh but no, God. Clarence made an appearance on the car ride over to the uh, surprise engagement party we had and a lot of laughs there. It was great. So Cl- Clarence is on a date with Ben and Jerry right now. That's right. That's Goodness, right. Clarence. So uh, I talked to her over the weekend and we actually thought maybe what we could do is maybe there's a Patreon special, uh, a little bit of from the beginning. Till now, coming at you, kind of a ninety day, ninety day fiance, something of that nature. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, no, we we talked about it It might be a cool thing to do. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, Mm. I uh, I thank everybody for their love. Thank you all so so much. Mm. Keeping up with the Bentys coming to Patreon. Oh, 2021. I like that. Hey, I like that. Crazy, crazy Jarrett running in for an episode every once in a while. Everybody gets a cameo. Be great. Be great. And then who knows? Once we're married, you know, maybe we're teaming up with Hunter. You know, who knows? Oh, oh, all right. Texas couples. You could team up with Hunter even before you're married. I've never met Corey. Uh, Yeah, he's. Yeah, I was going to say. To team up, they would have to see each other, and Corey doesn't. Yeah, that hasn't happened. <laughs> you think he's got time for me now? Nope. <laughs> there the Whatever. Now. Whatever. So, yep, that's uh, that's my news. Love it. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. If you're like me and always missing the parks while at home, I highly recommend going to magiccandlecompany.com to find candles, waxes, sprays, and more containing your favorite theme park smells. Use our promo code HAPPY15, that's H-A-P-P-Y-1-5, to receive 15% off of every purchase from magiccandlecompany.com. I highly recommend checking them out. Pixar movies are considered heartwarming, family-friendly, funny, emotional, and downright perfect for people of all ages. What if I was to tell you that things aren't quite what they seem? What if there was a secret, a story within the stories, if you must, that can prove to us all that all of our beloved Pixar movies are tied together to create scenes in a larger and bigger film known to mankind? Let's take a dive into the rabbit hole that people call the Pixar Theory. Dun, dun, dun.
Dun, 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 dun. We're just going to clip Lauren, and every time something interesting is said in this episode, it'll just be. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I thought I was on mute because anytime Jared like goes goes on that like an intro, I mute so that way I don't like have any. And can you believe we saw Luxo Ball and Coco? Dun dun dun. Was that was that Boy Meets World? Dun dun dun. Yes, during the Halloween episode. Yeah, the one. That was a frightening episode, actually. That was my one of my favorites. It's great. It was a good one, but yeah, it was frightening. Are we starting the Pixar theory now? All right, here we go. We got the we got the softball up in the air. Time to hit it out of the park. Let's do it. All right. Now a lot of people have heard about the Pixar theory. They know what it is, but do they really? We are going to sit here and talk to you all and describe everything there is to know about Pixar theory and try to persuade you if it is real or if it is not real. And to do this, we will start with, actually, let's let's start with good dinosaur chronological order, right? We want to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. good yeah. dinosaur. Yeah. Can let's start us, like, in chronological order. Well, first, what Wait, is what are you talking? Theory? Oh yeah. So give us so, tell us what it is. So the Pixar right. theory. Let's just uh, give a little background here. Is a giant timeline of Pixar movies starting from the Good Dinosaur, ending with Monsters Inc. Monsters University. Um, it's basically an alternate reality of the path of Earth, as as shown in the Good Dinosaur. The asteroid that was supposed to kill all the dinosaurs misses. The dinosaurs mm. stick around. And we are taking on this great Pixar story of really an evolution of humans, animals, and machines slash inanimate objects. So there's three different categories to keep your eye on as we're talking through the Pixar theory. Humans obviously are just kind of dependent on themselves. They develop as they go. In The Good Dinosaur, we obviously see humans there. Not very smart, but they're living somehow. It's very interesting. And then animals tend to be smarter as we see foreshadowing and like finding nemo stuff like that when they're not messed with finding nemo ratatouille animals tend to be smarter when humans leave them alone and then thirdly robots slash inanimate objects seem to be a little more lifelike when they receive love and care from humans so take that as you know <laughs> We planted the seed. It's a hardcore definition. Yeah, from the oh, guy who <laughs> from the guy who doesn't know much about Pixar. Theory, he tells us before he doesn't know much about. Who said I didn't say that? I know quite a bit about the Pixar theory, including the fact that in the Good Dinosaur, the dinosaurs. This is the first movie of the Pixar theory. The dinosaurs are already on their way out, as you can see. Like dinosaurs have been around for a while you know they're farming they're doing all that kind of stuff and the storm is just picking off dinosaurs one by one it's the end of the dinosaur era as you could say so yeah that's that's just where we begin this magical journey of the pixar theory with with the good dinosaur all right that's right it starts with good dinosaur like hunter said we see the hunt the animals getting smarter and smarter they're farming they're kind of herding cattle they're doing all these things to as they naturally evolve um, until the storm, like Hunter said, starts to pick everybody off. There is the little human in there that, again, while not fully intelligent, he knows how to survive. 
And yep. ladies and gentlemen, this all leads to the next movie. Big jump here. Brave. <laughs> uh, this is going to go we a just, few thousand years into the future. Oh, we're going, we're going like, you know, millions of years in the past to, you know, we are century Scotland. God, That's right. So we do. Andrew, you're a downer. Andrew is a downer. No, not a downer. It's you need a Debbie so Downer. Cue there. the Debbie Downer music. I'll be the Debbie it's Downer out. this episode. It's nice. All right, listen. Listen, let, let the listeners decide. It's All right. not that re- unrealistic to think that we go from a no. good dinosaur we, to the 10th century. There are crazy people out here that would think of a story. Like, listen, let's just go through it. Let's really don't, call in our blood. All right, keep, all right, all right. I'll keep quiet. From I'll dinosaurs quiet. to Scotland. Like, that's a normal jump, yeah. man. All right, listen. 14th and 15th century, all right? Merida, as you all know from Brave, uh, discovers the will of the wisps magic. This magic makes animals and random objects act like humans. Very scary thought. Hunter, you want to go from there? Well, yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, we might circle back to Brave later, but I mean, just Brave is where you get the magic. Oh, we which, will. Which we see in other That's movies right. coming up in the Pixar universe onward is probably one as well. Um, but yeah, from, I mean, we want to just keep going on for Brave here. So we've, we've let's just, got uh, let's animals, do that. So remember the magic on their way out. Magic's coming in. Humans are thriving. Now, now we're into the history we're all familiar with, right? That's so, right. Wow. And remember who's jump. behind the magic. Yeah. Witch. We got the witch behind the magic. I don't know how she knows all those things, but we'll move on. We'll... <laughs> move on. Let's jump up to the next it's one, Hunter. Small jump, you know, to the 1950s. Yeah. No wow. So let's do that. We're going 1950s and 60s. The Incredibles. Yeah, you got you got multiple in here. You got the Incredibles, uh, which obviously there was. Well, yeah, they're they're soups, they're supers, um, and this is where we see the first introduction of the machines starting to take over. Mm-hmm. Because Syndrome built his uh, super killer robot. What was that thing called? I can't. Was it a the Omni Droid? I believe. Yes, it was. Something like that. So the Omnidroid was created, has some AI, gets a little too smart for Syndrome himself, outs that guy. Um, the Incredibles eventually get it under control, but the seed has been planted. We now, we've had animals, we've had humans, and now we have AI slash, you know, robots and inanimate mm. objects. Okay. Bit so of- again, not unrealistic here no I mean, realistic. This, is, this is all just normal stuff i am totally cool with how normal this is right now and well, i have and, a question yes because yep. in my research of this i saw that people were crediting his zero gravity it is finger pointer as how things like toys all of a sudden could become animate <laughs> no just planting that seed for later but i, I have a problem think, with that i'm confused. i don't know if that's okay. even true which is kind of that's an interesting take. There is thought that, that the high tech zero point energy um, <laughs> to fight the superheroes actually does kind of cue inanimate objects starting yes. to become. I saw in my effect. research that things were starting to take the energy of the zero point. But then all of the research I saw on the Pixar theory gave us no reasoning. It was just like, yes, this happened. But then I was confused. So I was hoping one of you had an answer, but apparently not. Well, no, AJ, energy AJ, starts to get absorbed by toys, inanimate objects. But, 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 like but before look, we jump so into the 1990s, guys, 
before we jump into the 1990s, we have a new addition to this 1950s, 60s in the form of Luca. So oh. people are like, mm. what the heck is Luca? Luca doesn't mean anything towards the Pixar theory. And I would probably agree with you. But I would also say that the Incredibles are supers. I mean, who's to say the Luca population isn't just like a group of, you know, supers that decided to hang out and, you know, like fish Aquamans in there just hanging out and, you know, having a good time. So. Mm, that's a stretch. The oceans are pretty clean <laughs> by that point, too. Oh, I'm starting there. to lose. But lose another fun fact. Listen. Oh, I was so. lost at the beginning. So listen, so the thing we were talking about with animals, if their animals are left alone, they get smarter, right? So the animals in Luca that he's farming, the little sheepfish, they're stupid. I don't how do you put it, Corey? They're not all there. Oh, yes, yes. They're not all there. And the reason being they're not all there is because they have an influence from, you know, Luca themselves, who we will say is kind of a human. I guess that is a stretch. I will say that is a stretch. But anyways, moving on from the Incredibles, from Luca, from the 1950s, 1960s, we're going to 1995, the year of our Hunter Hazen's birth. Um, <laughs> our Hunter Hazen's birth. Like that. that was very weird. That was kind of bad. But anyways, um, Toy Story and Toy Story 2. So... <laughs> Does anyone want to explain how toys? I got it. I'm taking it. Yeah, this is. Let me take it over. How do they all of a sudden gain consciousness? Because in a thought process. Because the thought in love of a human. No, that's false. I know, but they start to gain from the zero point energy from Buddy's creation. And listen, they start to show signs of life. Ooh. And learn that love from humans create another form of energy that is more powerful and more what they need. So they serotonin. start to depend on humans' love. What? Serotonin. Um, <laughs> I wish just, I had some I, of that. <laughs> you and me both, kid. I'm just confused about how zero point energy, which is you know what makes things levitate, is all of a sudden giving them a thought process. Because there's a lot of this Pixar theory that I can totally go with. It's just this one thing that all of a sudden now we're expecting these toys to have a consciousness because they gained levitating energy from the air around them. That's, what's, well, you that's know, what I'm not getting at. It creates an unseen energy, which is electromagnetic. It exists in the vacuum when he starts to use it in The Incredibles. And that, unforced, that unseen energy starts to get absorbed by these toys and by different again let me add another another form of clarity to this also so syndromes omni uh, droid led to the beginnings of bnl by and large the giant mega corporation that we will see throughout pixar movies i.e buzz's batteries which obviously buzz himself was made by by and large so to make this a little more clear jared when you're saying the zero point energy deal, it's not like Syndrome went around and zapped every toy on the planet. Agreed. By and large, took over Syndrome's technology and started manufacturing all of the toys on Earth with this oh. technology. Bingo. So, the so toys, that helps me a little bit better. They're not just like absorbing this energy. No, 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 it's not like some magical absorption. This is more kind of 
intentional on the part of by and large the organization that you know wants to see the pixar universe burn um <laughs> so okay. okay i wasn't gonna go into by and large yet but that's well, that's probably the best yeah i just figured it. you'd throw it in there because you know whenever they open and there was a like lot of confusion. Up, you got by and large batteries in there it helps explain the toy scenario okay. um but after- just act like it's giving them life a battery yeah. consciousness that all somehow so, so basically in Toy Story the toys have the life but they also harvest human energy and their new mission is to make their owners happy and be played with right gives them a purpose if they're not played with then they don't have the energy that they need to keep on moving so after Toy Story, I feel like we tied that up a pretty bow. Everybody understands. Class, understand perfectly. Okay. I am yes. so lost. I don't um, even understand I'm what I'm doing. What are we Pretend like I'm in, just so I can say just no. listen. I understand how they have life. I don't understand emotions, but I feel like we'll get to that. We'll understand why they have feelings. The the yeah. The feelings. I am on the edge of my seat right now. Same here, because I want to know. I don't so like next. being confused. Next up, we you know we've talked about the inanimate objects, the robots a little bit, the toys because Buzz Lightyear technically is a robot. I mean, he's electronic; he's got battery power. Just is this the plot? The small soldiers? Uh, da, 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 da. No. Oh, but that would fit great. perfectly. In the great reference. But anyways, next we're gonna go into some animal movies where the animals have been left alone and they're getting some pretty good intelligence, even enough intelligence to drive vehicles, i.e., Finding Nemo, Wait. Finding Dory. What? Wait. Oh boy. I, I don't I just don't want to skip over this because don't want to skip how over. Yeah. Are, right. we, yeah. are we are You're... we too are we too far to talk about up at this point? Yeah, you jump you jumped hard. Am I, am I jumping talking about up? Because up is, up is two we're in two thousand three, two thousand four finding Nemo. Up is two thousand seven. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Up because coming. we need to talk about up in Toy Story. We need to talk about up and Andy. Talk to oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Up and Andy. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Oh, we're all learning something oh, here. Continue, 2003. All right, I'll, 2003, I'll Finding Nemo, Finding Dory. Pretty much all we see through Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, Ratatouille, is just animals being left alone. Animals are getting a lot smarter, um, and it's kind of that power struggle like humans, animals. You're starting to see animals do some of the things that humans do, you know, driving cars and Finding Nemo and Finding Dory um cooking and ratatouille that kind of stuff they're starting to you know come to an enlightenment we see um then you have toy story 3 right before up in 2007 um pretty much same kind of stuff um pretty much in all the toy story movies and finding nemo you'll see a lot of cameos um i know I don't know if it's Toy Story 3, like it goes into the crib and you see a lot of of plush Finding Nemo characters and stuff like that. And then basically throughout, you'll see a bunch of stuff from all the movies throughout uh, the Pixar series. But 2007, Corey, we have Up. Yes. Um, Do you want to go into... I mean, do we want to... Let's do it. Listen, real quick, before Jarrett maybe explains this and puts the bow on it, as you so mentioned uh i need to know why that you know the messy bulletin board you know that we see in andy's room is obviously filled it's kind of hard you know it's easy to ignore but it turns out that one of those notes on the board is a postcard Mm -hmm. another than carl Mm -hmm. and ellie frederickson from up the sweet couple 
Thumb up. Jared, tell me. I don't understand. All right, here we go. That's no. his great so uncle. Real <laughs> quick note, Toy Story 3. So we start to notice toys begin their rise to take care of each other and not just humans. So they start to get more emotional towards each other, taking care of other, again, non-human-like objects. Um, many of them go through abuse from humans, as you can see. Why do you think Lotso started to hate humans and start to hate basically everyone? It's because they were treated like crap. And toys started realizing this. And so they kind of started to turn against humans, as we could kind of see in Toy Story 3. And I also want to throw in a couple things. You see see Darla from Finding Nemo in Toy Story 3 on a magazine cover. And you Mm. see Boo old boo in the daycare a little bit older we'll get we'll get to that later well this solves it is that a pixar theory is a fact it's true is coincidence? You see, like you see like toddler boo in in the daycare guys no one can say that this is not an actual thing exactly. evidence I mean, he's I wearing the same research color shirt I mean, and the paper and the thesis that we're all bringing to the table here all I'm i feel like a lot of easter eggs but i'm still waiting for us no to how would you guys like this Here's what I- some key facts. Listen, this is just basic. All right. These animals, these, you know, these toys, objects, they start to grow. They start to get attached to humans, things like that. Humans start to, them. again, yes, resent. They start to resent them because humans kind of start treating them like crap. They take advantage of the toys. They abuse them. Same with the animals. You see in Finding Nemo, it's pollution. There's crap all in the ocean. You start to see these things. And you start to see that these animals and these toys start kind of going against everything. Why do you think Ratatouille happened? Why were there so many mice? Is it because there's mm. junk everywhere all over the ground? Just You're saying. Right. Well, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen. Okay. So then we get to up. Let me get, let me just get into up here. Okay, get to up. All right, Carl and Ellie. They decide their entire life they want to live somewhere else by themselves, far away from toys most animals whatever they just want to live by themselves in their little house toys in the middle of nowhere no listen yes they know the chaos we got to get away from those wild toys no listen who did they get bought from who did they get what by and large by and large the big corporation bought out their land they were sick of it they started to see the crap and they Guess what? Wrote to Andy and told him, you need to get rid of your toys right now before this gets out of control. That's deep, man. Is that, that is that deep. What the, you read that in that postcard you mentioned earlier? It yes. Is, it's written on the Why postcard. else would he write to Andy? All right, you guys. Here, what I'm asking is, is, do you seriously see that in the postcard? Like, if I look up this postcard yes. on Google yeah. right now, check I'm out the zoom writing. in. It'll check okay, out the zoom I, in. I'm going. I'm I go am so like this is like one of those things where like half the class got like seven and then the other half got like thirteen, and somehow I ended up with sixty-four. I have no idea how we've come to this, and I feel <laughs> like it's like the Billy Madison scene where it's like at no point in your rambling was that anything close to a coherent thought. I am so lost, Andrew. It's mute your mic. Even- Hold on. Mute your mic. I'm not done yet. I'm listening. I'm, I'm involved. Right. I'm here. here I'm go. ready. But I am so scared. Wait, we still right, t- listen. Up? 
Yes, up real quick. So in I the just movie looked up, up the postcard. You cannot see what it says on there. No, you, no, can. you, you cannot. See the All I see you that was create a hypothesis. Okay, create yes. a hypothesis, AJ. Yeah. Why else would he write to? But Ian? let me hold on. Hold on. There could with, be a thousand other reasons. With up, Jared, I'm going to help you out here and kind of push this thing Thanks, along. Man. So with up, we see a little bit more of the animal side intelligence. We see the dogs yes. themselves. Yes. Can be a little tough. Some of the dogs are actually some of the some chefs, you know, like they're they got some skills, those dogs do. And Kevin, who's never seen a human in his life, is pretty much the smartest animal I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's not a coincidence. So yeah, Kevin, that she's great. Just... Yeah. That's what's scary. So Carl starts to get a little nervous. Animals can communicate with humans at this point, right? They're talking to them basically through these Charles Muntz contraptions, this technology piece. This is only the tip of the iceberg of what's about to come in this war between but, humans, <laughs> animals, before, before, and machines. Hold on. Before we get there, we got three movies we need to talk All right, about. Thanks, man. Sorry. Uh, AJ, uh, AJ raised your hand. Do you have a question for the class? I'm just still looking at this postcard and it get, says somewhere else that all AJ, it says get is we're having over the a great time. We were kidding over the postcard. <laughs> I know you were kidding, but I'm trying to learn no, so I don't know if being lied to thing, I'm confused. The only we thing about just... the postcard that you see in Toy Story 3 is that it is from uh, the up people. It's just an Easter <laughs> egg. Yeah, it's just Carl and Ellie. I think that's what all of this is. It's just a whole theory. It's just Easter eggs. I got three more. Tip of the iceberg. We're not even. We got three more here. Three more movies to go through. So I know you're wondering, like, what the heck? What do you mean the toys get energy? How how does that make any sense? Well, we see the power of really human emotions and more so human memory in the movie Inside Out, with an example known as Bing Bong. So. Bing Bong, as we all know, is a figment of her imagination that exists until he is really forgotten because he's he's remembered as a being. So he gets to walk around inside of her memory, interact, do all those good things. So once, obviously, whenever um, she forgets Bing Bong, he disappears. Very sad, very sad moment of the movie. Um, I know that was Jarrett's least favorite part is very sad the whole thing he loved bing bong and sadness <laughs> but uh yeah I so left this i left this out of pixar theory well yeah really other than that uh inside out just kind of shows that the source of human energy is emotion which and hint hint monsters inc you kind of dig into that a little bit more and then the two other movies before we get to the big shift in this whole pixar theory are soul and Coco. So Coco going off of the memories is obviously the story in, according to Mexican culture where you have your first death, you get remembered and you remain there until you are completely forgotten. That is the power of human memory, keeping those people around. And Soul also features a first death we see uh, unfortunately as he falls through the manhole and a second death at the end of the Omni Mover to the sparkling ball thing that zaps everybody. Is the class mm. still falling? I saw y'all. I saw y'all all just kind of freeze up on me. But um, 
pretty much Coco. The point is Coco and Soul, not really a whole lot to go off of there. They're pretty much just the same story. They both feature what happens when you die from two different cultures perspectives. A lot of people are confused on how they add to the Pixar theory. They don't totally, but they kind of have the power of human memory and they do that. And then we have Wally. Jarrett, take it away. Oh, baby. So again. <laughs> so the war has been brewing. Humans. Yes. So you went a whole different route. Are there different Pixar theories? Because yours is kind of different than mine. Well, I'm referencing John Negroni's Pixar you theory. The you from me. Where did I jump? But anyways. Is this the part that Sarah Connor comes in? Yes, we're getting it's pretty close. Did you, you did you miss cars and stuff? Sarah Connor. No, cars comes. Cars comes. Cars is the last. Cars comes. Oh, I was gonna do. Wally. It is. It's so, like at the end. It's so after the, Wally. Wally is way like Wally is split up by like eight hundred years. You're, that's correct. Cars is kind of in the middle. You have like the prologue of Wally, so like it's in the year they they say in the year twenty fifty seven. The company, by and large, has taken over the entire world and its governments. Yes. How would we get here, right? So Don't here we go. Make all the toys. That's what I'm so saying. So here we go. You got a war. You got the humans. You got the animals. You got the machines. Animals That's are what? getting smarter. Machines are getting smarter. Animals are very smart. Big power humans struggle. have always been pretty smart. Um, got, and then, got, yeah, again, Carl machines smart. going to battle against Nemo. It's it's just all out warfare all over the map. There you go. So, what is happening? All right. So, the big company, big company, by and large, by and large. again, control the machines. They are very, it's a very smart company, a lot of money, powerful. They take the sides of the humans. So, guess what? Basically, destroy animals. Off the face of the earth. No animals, except there's probably some, but still. Well, pretty much from all the pollution. Pretty all much the animals all naturally will die. Yes. Off. But anyways, so now you have machines and humans. Guess what? There's an agreement. Humans, they need to leave earth. You're gone because it's just trashed. It's polluted. You. It's just been treating like crap. By and large, this large corporation with machines that are, again, very human-like, basically take over earth so well goodbye humans also by and large convinces the humans to leave on the axiom and other starliner ships exactly because they went they want to restore earth and clean earth up so they can return sooner but really they just want to get the humans off of Which earth is all and then the machines at that point and by and large would have inherently one if the, the humans are off there's no more animals it's just machines we've got machines winning and that's it so the after the prologue of wally all the humans leave earth then you're hit with bam cars one two and three so machines Boom. are thriving on earth there's no human life there's pollution in other areas there's an energy crisis going on in cars by and large has changed its name, done a little rebranding to hold up that public image to all in all. We have the fuel shortage and cars too. It's, it's chaos really. So these machines and Wally also remember what we said about the machines and inanimate objects is they need humans to draw energy and to survive. So a reason Wally also goes on and outlasts all of the cars and all of the other machines on earth is because of his obsession with, I guess you could say like human memorabilia. 
I guess <laughs> like he likes finding little knickknacks and stuff that still have that human touch, that human energy behind them. And that's what's keeping him going while we see the cars rise and fall because of the lack of humans on earth. So basically at the end of cars one, two, and three, you're back to Wally. You're back with just Wally by himself, kind of the last robot standing on earth. He comes across uh, Eve and then the whole kind of scenario with Wally and them crash landing back on Earth kind of plays out from there. But a fun side note, one movie that people don't understand how it fits in uh, to the Pixar theory is Onward. Let me tell you about Onward while we're here real quick. So one of the, obviously the Axiom makes it back to Earth. There were a lot of Starliners, right? A lot of people didn't make it back to Earth. A lot of people might have happened onto another planet in our universe Onward, the fairy tale planet, which is very interesting because you look at Onward and it has two moons, so you know it's another planet. And it's weird when you're watching Onward because it seems like it should be Earth, but it's definitely a different planet. So you're like, how does this fit? Well, I'll tell you how it fits. One of the Starliner ships crash landed onto the planet of Onward thousands of years prior to the movie Onward that we see. The people on Onward the people on the planet, I guess you could say, see the ship that has an entire, basically memory bank of all of Earth's inventions, all of Earth's just ways of doing things. They take that, they build, you know, triple dent gum commercials, radios, cars, they build all these things based on all this crazy information they got from the Starliner that crash landed on their planet and kind of make their own little, I guess you could say, Earth, inspired world which kind of explains what onward is so onward is kind of its own little planet in this story of ours that exists on its own was influenced on the outside by a crash starliner and goes on so other than that onward really doesn't have much to do with it besides there's a lot of magic in that which would be used by someone we know in brave coming back to that mm. later so all the humans return to earth we just went full roundabout here. End of Wally. Humans return to Earth. They plant the tree. There's bugs under the tree. We got bugs life. <laughs> oh, man. I'll take it. Wow, that was long-winded to get to bugs. That was a lot of talking. <laughs> Are you convinced yet, people? I'm going to get a get a drink now. <laughs> That's probably a good idea, dude. All right, listen. As Hunter was saying, that little plant in the boot, right? Just that cute little plant in the boot ended up being what you could probably just say is the tree of life. That thing that they planted ended up being the tree that you see in a bug's life. The axiom came back and landed on Disney's Animal Kingdom. Let's go! Bet you didn't know that. (laughs) So, as you can tell in the bug's life, the insect population starts to grow again. We start to see these animals. You got birds. You got things going again. All because, again, living things are starting to exist. So what do you think happens to living things and humans starting to exist on a radioactive planet, Jared? Oh, my gosh. Well, let me tell you. I think you get a lot of evolutions about to begin. I think you get mutations. some growth defects. Some mutations. Yes. Into so, monsters. What would that create, Honor? Well, it would create two 
uh, very interesting looking beings known as Mike and Sully from Monsters and Monsters Incorporated. So learning from their past mistakes, these mutated humanoid animal species, whatever radioactive species they've turned into, they know that they need to harvest the energy of humans in order to survive, to not have the same fate as the cars, as the robots did, as by and large took over the world. So their solution is to pioneer time travel via traveling through doors to travel back, gather one of the most potent human emotions that they believe at the time works for them and humans scream, which we later figure out in Monsters, Inc., was incorrect. It is human laughter that is the most powerful human emotion. So they make their living and avoid basically perishing as a society due to an energy crisis because they learn how to harvest human emotion without coexisting necessarily with humans. And in these endeavors, there is one human that has a quite endearing experience with a certain purple spotted blue tall horn monster named sully and that human is boo so Mutation. boo and sully boo obviously falls in love with sully i mean he's her kitty i mean we all know they not like like endearing okay aj don't give me looks like that okay right? i their best i don't friend. know where you're going with this their best anymore, friend. so you never know and then at the end of monsters inc we're met with just this heartbreaking reality that Boo and Sully are never going to see each other again. So what does Boo do? She lives her life understanding that her best friend disappeared into her closet through her closet door, learns the art of witchcraft at her local cult following in Waco, Texas, and learns how to travel through time through her, <laughs> through her closet door to search for Sully, ultimately finding herself in 10th century Scotland, doing wood carvings of Sully, the Pizza Planet truck, and other Pixar items in her little house, her little hut, known as the Witch from Brave. Boo and oh! the same person. Makes perfect sense. Right? No, it doesn't. What are you talking about? We just explained everything. I know. It's all in the college. You explained it to me all day long. All right, let's let's out the cards. Like you are grasping for straws. I don't know. There's just a few things. I feel like I feel like we just say what it is and don't give reasoning. No, it's okay. That's okay because right because listen, AJ Eldell, much like the listeners, probably want to hear us start from the very beginning. So, Jarrett, if you could just start us. Let's go from a good dinosaur. All right. So, if you didn't understand, listen closely, everybody. No. Now I would rather turn. die than listen to that again. No, let's, I, just, let's just talk candidly here. So you got questions. We got I, answers. What doesn't make sense? I mean, Bring I don't it. think you do have answers because I still don't understand how the you toys in the past. first place. Like, I understand how they can, like, walk or whatever with that zero energy, whatever. The but, toys like, were created by large, large losing, using artificial intelligence technology implanted in their little minds. Yes. In their minds, but like Woody isn't an electronic toy, so how would by and large be doing that? Oh, he is. They can put. They can get any toys. No, no, they're not all electronic toys, but they can plant that and create toys that are. They put that. They put that little magic in those toys. Yeah, I mean, have you heard of a five G conspiracy? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we are not going down this route. What do you think? Can we just? I'm. 
I'm still lost. I, I've always heard oh, the whole boo thing. I've been so quiet through this whole thing. Seriously, just trying to soak it all really in. Really shocked. I, <laughs> I just, I, I said it before. It's, it's horse <laughs> right? Like, there's no way. Well, why? Why I do think, you think that? Because well, it just doesn't Pixar make sense. Pixar maybe was like, like, look at these. Does any of it make sense? Maybe tell me one. The, tell right, me where one was, Pixar movie that you watch and love that makes sense. Coco. How does uh, that make sense? Magic. I don't know. I don't know. Magic. Anyway. I believed Coco until that giant Hold dragon. On. We've already thing. had this yeah, conversation of what's yes. the most realistic Pixar. I know, movie but right. that's but, what I'm saying. Yeah. But why can not? Why can this not exist? Exactly. And all of you are going to deny it and say this is garbage. Okay, well, let's talk about a, a movie about cars that have human like I'm not saying interactions that they're with garbage, each other. But at least chow. the movies make sense for I the think time and the circumstances that they give you. This yes. timeline and circumstances that you have given us to connect all the movies. There are some parts I agree with you that make sense, but then there are others that you say like, "Oh, this is what it is," and I ask why, and I'm not getting like a logical explanation. And maybe that's because Pixar hasn't given us a logical explanation. Who knows if these people who are making these movies have AJ. had to find like. Let me, just, and stuff, let me, so let me tell you, let me tell you a little, uh, a little thing. Or these Look people like, are just watching us make fools of ourselves by connecting dots that don't exist. It's like you're asking us, it's, it's like you're asking us how lightsabers work. All right. They don't, they exactly. shouldn't. I'm pretty sure I could figure out how to lightsaber exactly. work. But they you just do. Know. It All could right. be real. It could not. That's for the listeners and you to decide. <laughs> Listen, uh, real quick. The oh, I believe the entire real thing. Quick. The good dinosaur to the very end. No, oh, obviously, nice. if you read my paper, Finding Nemo is bullshit. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? You read my thesis. Yes, of course. You wrote uh, that in sixth grade. How did my I dissertation? Do? I did. I did. That's the only part here that just really throws this whole thing the wrench in there. Uh, but other than that, yeah, you guys have me sold. I believe it. I'm in. <laughs> Okay, great. <laughs> need a few more Pixar movies to about. make this make sense. And now, we'll listen. See, I have what kills me about Pixar theory is I believe it, but the past few Pixar movies really threw it off. Like, it past makes few. not a lot of sense. I think they noticed that people were catching on. We were catching on to what they were doing. So they threw these random little Dude, movies. Onward no was the one that Onward was scent. the one that didn't make sense. But then you realize that that Raven's Point that they're going to is literally an Axiom ship on its side. You, it's like the exact same shape. Oh, so it's like it's it's literally the they did it on purpose and made a crash landed Starliner ship on that planet. Like, okay. just if this was real, that they would pull a Marvel and be like, surprise, it's the Pixar Cinematic Universe. I think a lot more coming. movies. You know I think I mean? the way like, Pixar is going to go out is a movie like just titled Connecting Theory. it all. It's like, going to be Boo doing a her movie, time traveling. A movie titled Pixar, and it's just going to be following Boo traveling through Ooh. every movie. Mm-hmm. Or Boo's the villain. No, she's just looking for soul. And, and, and she's got the magic, and in every movie, she has a character and, imprisoned ooh, i can't believe i left this off okay so people will think boo's looking for sully why the heck is she sticking around in 10th century scotland what's she doing there sully's nowhere near there so like we were saying life as seen in coco and through other things life comes from memory and emotion so 
memory, if someone has never forgotten, they never cease to exist. So the way Boo decides to fix this for her best friend Sully to make sure he never is forgotten, she goes into the past to remember Sully. So if someone in the past is remembering something in the future, that thing will never fade away. It will always exist for the time that that person is existing in the future from the person existing in the past. Is everybody following? This is some that's game. really deep, but I believe it. I'm, I'm on it. Perfect yeah. sense to me. Why would you? Up, Corey? <laughs> Corey's just Corey's just He's like just the agreeable agree person. I look like I the fish. It. I look like the fish in Luca right now. <laughs> Not all there. Oh my gosh. Well, I think we tied a nice little bow around it here. I really do too. It's hard. It's really hard to explain. On just a quick little podcast, I could go way in depth. Could you? Because I asked a yeah. few times, and I don't get anything. <laughs> and we've I answered, we've answered every question. time, but you, you're still on the same ask, ask question. I'm on the same question because you stop didn't reading the postcard. The stop reading the postcard. By and large, a tech AJ, company. Hold on, they created toys that have a better technology than what. Do you think back in I'm the out. day when AJ. people had toy cars, they had little Hot Wheels? Hey, hey, Hot you Wheels, think, take it easy. Do you think 20 years from then they would have thought we have remote control cars that are wireless and can drive around on themselves? No. <laughs> I didn't think that. Hold on, hold on. Do. Woody? Pause, we everybody. Dogs. We have Pause. dogs. And that by and large has a monopoly on toys in the night. Yes, by and large became very powerful. Yes. Remember, this is an alternate Extremely universe where the I asteroid have... missed the dinosaurs. Yes. So the things like Etch-a-Sketch and the race cars and all that, like they're all built by by and large. They are touched by by and large's one. magic to give them life. Bingo. That energy. That, that is okay. the straightforward well, explanation. Okay. I need a Pixar someone now, AJ, come here and be like, we had to sign NDA, so like I can't tell you and then maybe I'll like, believe it. It sounds like that's your only question. That is, you said you, you're asking eight questions. You're asking the same everything question. Everything else? I also asked about, about the postcard and you lied to me, so I don't know what I can all trust the, you. The postcard the was just a funny little thing. Yeah, that was an Easter egg. That was definitely just a crap. I like a lot of these are really great Easter eggs, but that's all I'm seeing are Easter eggs. That's all I'm seeing. Mm. That's all I'm seeing. That's listen. Some people because you have no imagination. Why the Pizza Planet no truck is in every single Pixar? Yeah, film. I think it's just an Easter egg that they like throw because out there. I don't think that's that connected. Is that what Boo is doing her time travel? Through? Boo is using the Pizza Planet to fix no. time travel. Pizza yeah, it's like it's like yeah. Whenever it's you like see the Pizza Planet the truck future, driving around and like not, doesn't have a DeLorean, she's got a pizza. That's Boo driving the Pizza Planet truck. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I see. Doesn't that make that sense? That was just a speculation, but anyways, yeah, this was a very straightforward. I oh. think this is the most clear and concise and easy to understand mm. episode we've ever recorded. Well, good for you, Hunter. I'm glad you think proud of you. I'm so proud of you for having such a large imagination. <laughs> All right. uh, for those of you wondering at home, yes, Hunter is married. He has a kid. Hot dog. <laughs> Seabass is proof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, if I wasn't married yet, I definitely wouldn't be talking like this. Anyways. But yeah, I think it's just cool, guys. There's a yeah, bunch of things. Yeah, it's a great thought. Do. I had fun and I enjoyed this. Um, I'm going to go take a nap. My head hurts now. <laughs> yeah, well, if you guys have any questions for us listening. <laughs> Please feel free to submit your questions. I'm about sure. I'm sure. 
I'm sure you don't have any because that was so clear, but you can also, okay. So take a step back here to get kind of oh. a, a look into the Pixar theory. You can, you can look up John Negroni. He's the guy who basically created the whole thing, pioneered it. Um, also on YouTube, the super Carlin brothers do a really good summary of it for those of us that use that as study material coming into this, but really <laughs> it's just cool to kind of, watch a Pixar movie first time around, but you always find yourself either first time watching it or maybe second, third time through noticing all these little things that come from different Pixar movies. So I think you notice it's, it's more occurrences than it would be an accident is all yeah. I'm saying. It yeah. happens more than it being just an accident. It yeah. is yeah. intentional. It is intentional to the point. Maybe they're just Easter eggs, or maybe the people at Pixar have a special Friday afternoon meeting thinking how they can drive everybody watching their movies absolutely crazy <laughs> thinking they're all connected on the exact same timeline. All right. That's all I have to say. Very good possibility. Yep. All right. We'll have to post on social media whether you believe us or not. Do you believe in the... Oh, I guess gosh. you can't say... Oh, we get over 50% this episode with success. Yeah. But this was a very... I think 30%. I'd be very impressed. Hello everyone, welcome back to Clarence's Corner. Take that, Dusty. Today, I had an amazing experience at Universal Orlando. I know it's not our daily chores, and it's not part of our daily wish list to go to Universal, but we did. We went into enemy territory, and guess what we found? That's right, we found a new magic candle. At the Jurassic World Tribute Store, this legendary little cove of Hadrosars. That's right. We got Hadrosar Cove, which if you didn't know, Hadrosar Cove features highly themed notes of damp air and musty water. But I like to think it kind of reminds me of when you and Alejandro and Ben and Jerry are all in the steam room together after a nice long leg day workout, and you've been watching them do squats all day, but then Alejandro decides that he wants to, you know, get a little... Oh, I just... <sighs> Thank you. What? Um, Clarence, are you okay, buddy? I don't know if I, I got it. Did I, I was there a candle? <laughs> I want to thank all of you for being an amazing and supportive group of listeners that we enjoy interacting with and talking to. We wouldn't be able to do all of this if it wasn't for you all. So thank you for listening and being part of our happiest podcast on earth family. Now, remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is not goodbye. This is see you real soon. So we will talk to you all later. Please stay safe out there. Have a magical week and ta-ta for now. Bye everyone. Well, we wouldn't be able to make this all possible if it wasn't for our sponsors. So please make sure you support them for everything they do for us. If you're planning on taking a trip to a Disney destination soon, make sure to contact Pixie Vacations for all of your planning needs. Planning with them is completely free. That's F-R-E-E -E, free. And you really can't beat their service. Email us at happiestpodcast at gmail.com if you are interested in using Pixie. And I will point you in the right direction to get started with an agent immediately. Today's episode is also sponsored by Kingdom Strollers. Their strollers are personally delivered to your resort, and they make sure you have the best experience with your little ones on your next Disney vacation. Make sure to check out their website, kingdomstrollers.com, and make sure to mention the podcast. 
Keep rolling with Kingdom Strollers.